0: On today's show, a big drop in big truck sales are flashing a warning sign for the car market. Karma Automotive takes the wraps off, a familiar face, and Julia Stain explains how GM will make money in mobility services. All that and more coming right up on Autoline Daily. This is Autoline Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Up to now, China pretty much adopted European emission standards for its cars. But environmental experts from the EPA and the car companies tell Autoline that environmental agencies in China are considering copying U.S. standards. That's because European standards are largely determined by politicians, while U.S. standards are more scientifically based. Now, Bloomberg reports that China is considering adopting California's zero-emission vehicle mandate. China wants to develop a system of cap-and-trade credits for ZEVs and mandate that automakers sell a specific percentage of EVs. China wants automakers to be selling 3 million EVs a year by 2025, and it feels the California ZEV mandate might be the best way to force that to happen. Speaking of electric cars, the infrastructure to recharge them continues to grow fast. In the U.K., gasoline stations— or should I say petrol stations, have been on a steady decline. In 1970, there were about 37,500 of them. Now that number is more like 8,500. Nissan says that EV charging stations in the UK will probably outnumber petrol stations by 2020. Karma Automotive is the Lazarus company. It's back from the dead. It's the reincarnated version of Fisker. And it revealed its redesign of the karma now called the rivero when jim taylor karma's chief marketing officer was on autoline this week he revealed the car would be powered by a bmw engine now we're learning the car will also feature a solar roof panel that will create and i quote enough energy to power the car close quote it also features a hand painted badge a completely new infotainment system and fast-charging capabilities. Reservations for the Rivero are scheduled to start in September. Still to come, Don Pano's and Delta Wing Technologies are thrilled that Nissan is using their patented technologies. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear. A global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. The U.S. market is switching heavily towards CUVs and trucks, and Nissan is racing to follow the market. In 2013, it began upgrading its utilities the Pathfinder, Juke, Rogue, and Murano. This month, it came out with the light duty version of the Titan, including a single cab option for the first time since 1999. If you'd like to see an in-depth walk-around of the 2017 Titan and the Pathfinder from the product managers that put them together, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com Autoline Network. As for that all-new Armada, which has the unenviable task of taking on GM and its 80% market share in that segment, we'll have a look at that SUV coming up soon on Autoline Daily. Speaking of Nissan, we recently showed you the all-electric Blade Glider, which was unveiled in Rio at the opening of the Olympics. You might remember that Don Paynos, who was on Autoline After Hours earlier this year, sued Nissan, saying the Blade Glider copied technology from his Delta Wing race car. Yesterday, Paynos put out a press release saying, and I quote, We have the exclusive ownership of the Delta Wing architecture and its intellectual property, not Nissan nor anyone else. When we contacted Delta Wing to see if that meant that Nissan is paying royalties to Delta Wing, we got a somewhat cryptic response. Delta Wing pointed to the settlement of its lawsuit against Nissan and said, and I quote, the terms of the agreement are confidential, so we have no further comment. And we take that to mean Nissan is paying royalties to Mr. Paynos and his company. Uh Uh-oh, we sure don't like the looks of this. Sales of medium and heavy-duty trucks in the U.S. fell sharply in June, and it was even worse in July. Ward's Auto reports that big trucks plunged almost 25 percent compared to a year ago. Sales of the big Class 8 semis fell a whopping 40 percent. Through July, big truck sales are down 6.5 percent from a year ago. And it's not just in the U.S. Truck sales in Canada dropped 25 percent in July as well. You know, economists use heavy trucks as a leading indicator of where the economy is headed. And this is not good news, folks. Hey, coming up next, GM makes its case as to why it can be profitable in mobility services. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work, Dow. One of the reasons that Uber is so successful is it doesn't buy the cars in its fleet. In other words, it doesn't own the assets. So can ride-sharing companies make money if they do own their own cars? On AutoLine this week, we're joined by Julia Stain, who's in charge of GM's mobility program.
1: And here's her perspective when you think about inefficiency of peer-to-peer ownership and uh, financing we'll look at uber drivers uh, again trying to finance a vehicle on their own and it, compare that to uh, the ability for General Motors uh, who manufactures the vehicle so we we have competitive access to the asset we have ability to much more efficiently finance this vehicle than the individual driver and on top of it we have a compelling service um that the customer will want so uh, when i think about maven it's a broad platform that is very scalable for the future again today car sharing uh, verticals but it's very scalable Uh, there is um a a lot of reasons why we can be commercially and and commercially successful in here
0: one of the reasons i asked that is i know for a fact that hertz tried a car-sharing service in Europe and have failed completely. And the explanation they gave me for the failure was they couldn't figure out how to own the asset and make money on it because they had to put so much capital up front into the program.
1: We use um, all of the competitive advantages that GM affords Maven, even though we're a startup. Um, Again, the scale of the General Motors business allows us to uh, have advantage on the portfolio. We are a lot more competitive and fairly unique um, uh, among all of the players out there on the connectivity. We're building a service um, that goes um, behind what we've done on OnStar, which at some point also was a startup but 20 years ago um, the connectivity of the vehicle the seamless access and efficiency in ability to again manufacture and finance the vehicles those are all competitive advantages that uh, we're going to utilize
0: for more information about gm's plans for mobility you can watch that entire discussion right now on our website autoline.tv or watch it on our youtube channel we also debut our upgraded Auto Line This Week set in that show. So check out the facelift and let us know what you think about it with an email or a tweet. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. We'll see you right back here on Monday.